everyone. Welcome to Broke Teachers Travel Podcast. I'm Marnie. And I'm Jeff. And this week we are talking about more of Jeff's trip to Turkey. Where was it that you found your favorite things? Oh my gosh. Um, so last time we talked about Istanbul and we may go back to Istanbul at some point in this little series, but um, we moved a little bit um, down the coast um, and we went to a place called Chanakala and this place was absolutely amazing. Um, it's right on the Straits of the Dardanelles. And, um, you know, so again, you could look across and you could see um, one side's considered Asia, one side's considered Europe. And uh, there's a little resort town with a nice long uh, boardwalk. And um, it's just a really cool tourist area. We, uh, myself and my friend Nick, we walked up and down that for maybe five or six miles uh, and had just a great time there. And it, it wasn't just the history part of it. It also brought happiness to our literary hearts as well, oh, I oh, think. Yeah. I mean, because this, this was just the coolest thing in the world to me as right. someone who majored in English and I have a little bit of a literature background. It is so, so cool that you got to see some of the stuff you got well, to see. Well, and the most important thing is that we are going to, go see it together yes yes that's what i'm really looking forward to i can't wait i'm so excited so um one of the the cool things is um you know there's just so many cool things here but we'll start and you'll see just the giddiness or hear the giddiness in my voice um if we're gonna insert some we're gonna insert some video clips Uh, and pictures yes (laughs) but um i went to the remains of the city of troy and that was pretty cool yeah definitely it was the pictures you brought back when you were FaceTiming me, it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, it is just a beautiful place. Um, it's probably about a 20-minute, maybe 25-minute drive um, there, and it's kind of just out in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, you got to understand over time the, the coastline changes a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, for years they thought that Troy was just a myth, and then finally in the late 1800s a German um, – archaeologist named Heinrich Schliemann actually discovered some walls and some more walls and so um, they do know now that Troy was actually a real city um, you know it was built on top of another city which is built on another city but it did exist and um, it was something that we go from being something of just myth to actually real historical fact that the city itself why everything else may be a myth it was based on some actual on the actuality, yeah. Right. And you actually got to see the ruins of Troy that right. were still there, and that's what was so impressive to me. And and one of the crazy things is, I guess, with traveling, especially when you go to you know so many of these places, when we think about in comparison to the U.S., how young we are. This the remains of this place is over three thousand years old. And it looks like it has withstood the test of time pretty well. I mean, whoever the architects were that designed this <laughs> right. did a really good job because a lot of it is still intact. Well, you know, and that's one of the things that we talk about all the time when we go to these ancient roads. And, yeah. you know, some of them are still in use. And other ones in Troy aren't. But, you know, they've been around for 3,000 years and there's no potholes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's happening today? <laughs> I have questions. Right. <laughs> I am probably at one of the coolest places I've ever been. I am in the ruins of Troy here in uh, Turkey, and it's just an amazing thing. Just, uh, you know, the, the history behind this, the fact that it was thought to be an all, you know, a myth up until, you know, the early, uh, late 1800s, Heinrich Schliemann, 
the excavation, all of that that stuff. Uh, you know, going back to Homer's Iliad and the story of Achilles. And here is one of the outer walls. I'm going to go down and take some more pictures. Now, another thing that you got to see was one of the lookout points. Right. And that was really neat. Well, you know, there's there's this one one wonderful part um, that as as you go up, it's it's on a hill. And what was so interesting is at one point, it was all covered up with with dirt, and people didn't realize that there was all of this under there. So when you see the video, you could see that you know maybe twenty or thirty feet down at one point that just kind of looked like a mountain there that yeah. had been covered up. It was really really interesting, and it's was it a lookout point? For the actual Trojan War, is that what it was used for? Well, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say. There's, you know, there's different heights of the wall, but this wall, you know, gave the the great vantage point. All right, guys, this is one of the lookout points. It would have been a lookout tower, um, various times throughout, not just the the um, area of Tro Troy from the Trojan War, but um, this place was there's things built on top of it, and so. Uh, there was about nine different layers going down. So kind of where I'm standing at one point was was kind of as high up as it is. It was totally covered in dirt and they excavated down to all of this stuff. And you can see down there, there's farmland. And again, that's kind of the story of where the Trojans would have fought. If you look over in the distance, back over there, that is the coastline, okay? So that's where the Greeks or the Achaeans would have um, landed their ships so if we're looking here out there this is definitely one of those areas where the greek army would have been camped out down here and the trojans were here and yeah. and one of the the cool things to me is you know loving my literature like you love it in addition to the iliad and and the odyssey where they recount this you know there is this alfred lord tennyson poem my absolute favorite i read it you know pretty often and every time i read it i get something new and i guess it's because as we go through our stages of life it kind of you know sets with me different meaning yeah it, it absolutely does and uh there's a part where it says far on the um ringing plains of windy troy and when i get there as a comparison to istanbul where it's pretty hot and muggy very much like north florida in the summer when you get up on this hill, it is a constant breeze, and you can actually hear it and see it in the video right. too. And I mean, you can watch, you know, the trees moving and hear the wind blowing. It is so amazing. And and when I sit up there, just you know, just an amazement. I, you know, and again, I know it's mythology, but the story itself, I could, you know, almost close my eyes and hear the epic battle between Hector and Achilles. Mm -hmm on the you know ringing plains of windy troy and it just which is just so so cool to me <laughs> it's cool to me too i am standing atop of what would have been troy moving off in the distance and if any of you guys have ever read the alfred lord tennyson poem ulysses there's one of my favorite lines it says far on the ringing plains of windy troy you can look around and see some point we had the whole Greek army out this way maybe this is the area where Achilles and uh, Hector fought their epic battle uh, just really an amazing place for me to be I am beyond excited to be here and you found
found something else there. Actually, you found a couple of these throughout your trip, but you found an excavation site. Right. Well, you know, all of this was excavated. And again, it's been a, you know, I guess when money comes around for excavation, that's that's kind of how Heinrich Schliemann got the money to, um, to actually pay for the excavation of Troy. He excavated something in... Greece, where he pretty much lied about something, but everybody thought it was pretty cool, so they gave him a lot of money, and he did took, take that money to ex- do the excavation of Troy, but um, there is still ongoing excavation sites there, and um, and that is one of the cool things that uh, when you're going to these places, it's like, you know, they've been excavating this off and on for the last 120 years, and yet they're still excavating it. You know, when I'm yeah. in Pompey, they're still... Pompeii, they're still excavating a couple other places in Turkey. And it kind of makes you just want to get in there and help them out and right, see what right. you find, you know. And, and, and what's really interesting is um, I've noticed, and I, I make a point of this a couple of times, if you see like a dome shape, um, almost like a tent, it's because even though it's 3,000 years old, there's something underneath that tent that for some reason that um, there, there may be damage, weather damage or something to it. So they actually... Uh, preserve it a little Protect bit. Protect it from the weather. Gotcha. Yeah, which which is something I didn't know. Until. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome, though, yeah. that they take the initiative to do that and protect it from declining any further. Right. That's very cool. You also saw the oldest part of Troy as R- well. Right, the the very center part. Um, and again, like I said, that one of the interesting things is, is anytime you study antiquity histories before the Middle Ages, basically there's a city built upon a city that's built upon a city. Um, if you go to Rome or to London, you see some of these areas that may be 10 or 15 feet below what the, the level is today. Um, and that's, you know, the oldest part of Troy. Um, it was kind of, it was deep down inside of uh, what would have been the walls back then. And um, there are other parts that were built or up around up it much around later. It, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, this area I'm pointing to right here was the initial area that Heinrich Schliemann is going to excavate back in the late 1800s. Um, unfortunately, most of the frieze or the, um, you know, reliefs or any of those things that were taken, even the columns, uh, now are in some museums in other countries. But this is where it all began right here. One of the things you ran across at the excavation site was a pretty important place. Right, and it was where um, Heinrich Schliemann actually found what they called the the treasure of Priam. So King Priam was the uh, the king of um, Troy in the um, in the Trojan War, and uh, this was the place where there was um, you know some some valuable stuff found there, and um, so they said that was the treasure area of King Priam, which you know is kind of interesting because. In the in the story, the city of Troy is totally sacked and everything of value was taken. So <laughs> it's amazing how things get right. just kind of shifted around, right. you know, throughout history and literature and different things. It, it changes. Guys, this area right here is where Schliemann originally excavated it. Um, he found what was called Priam's uh, treasure here, and so the treasure of King Priam, who was the um, king of Troy during the, the Trojan War. So uh, this area, maybe this is house or something to that effect. But again, you know, a lot of this historically trying to put the, the myth together with the actual history. But remember, guys, the important thing is for, you know, years they believed that this place didn't exist at all. And then we know that it did. So that's pretty cool. There was also some areas that are, you said, fortified, like really. Right. Well, well still, even though the city's 
built thousands of years ago, it's, you know, it, it seems like a, a much later, like maybe a, a fort from fortress from like the Middle Ages. Those those rocks are still there. The stones are laid perfectly upon them. And it's just a, a really interesting thing that that the entire city, there's like um, kind of a wall and then there's like an interior wall and then a wall inside of that. So there's there's multi levels of that as you're going through. And, you know, it's really hard to figure out, you know, if if it was originally that way or were these walls built on built the on. Uh, built on you know yeah and uh, the ma- building material looks the same to me but um you know like i said one, one day i'm going to go with uh, someone that knows a lot more about it than i am uh, and all right guys you can see here that this is one of the fortified areas you can see the walls 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 all of those things there um you know again this was big trench originally dug by Schliemann um, it wasn't nearly this big uh, but there was some American archaeologist team that came in in the 1930s and began digging 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 and this was still being um, excavated up until the 1980s and you said there was a ramp oh yes yeah, yes yeah, so, so there was actually a ramp going into what would have been one of the gates of Troy and so it's you know maybe on a 45 a degree incline going up there and it and if you look at the there's actually a road in there and um there was part of a wall where uh you could tell there used to be some sort of gate there that mm-hmm. that people would come through there but the ramp was actually part of the road to go up there okay yeah. so it was built up yeah. for and, the yeah all right take a look at this ramp right here guys going up there would have been a temple or something right here there would have been a, a big gate this ramp going up um on this area one of the things that's really interesting about these walls is during antiquity they would have been maybe something like um four four meters thick okay so uh you know that's pretty amazing the, the thickness of the walls and then you know there's other areas that um you know there's other channels and stuff that that you kind of see running off and that was to let water drainage and and um sewage and other stuff but uh, hopefully not down the the ramp, ramp where everybody was coming in. Yeah, or, or it probably wouldn't have been nearly as popular. <laughs> that, so. Yeah, exactly. Now you said the land around it, and from the pictures, it looks absolutely gorgeous, right. just stunning farmland that is just beautiful. You said it's super fertile land. All right, guys, we've talked about the Turkish Straits quite a bit, and we know how important the Dardanelles were to the uh, you know anyone. It's one of those great choke points we talk about in history but I want you to look out from the walls of Troy and look at all of this farmland out here and you know in addition to controlling trade routes I mean this this land has been fertile for 4,000 years and it's one of the reasons that we don't talk you know nearly enough about uh, this entire area of the world how fertile the um, Aegean coast is the Sea of Marmara this area you know got you know it looks like they just grow about everything here and, and that's one of the things that, you know, one of the big misconceptions I had about Turkey was that... Me too, <laughs> that, before you went. I, and, and, and my, it's not my, how I pictured it. Right. And my friend Nick, uh, you know, he was like, what are you talking about? There's no desert. There's no camels. And, and there was a, a one, one uh, photo op for tourists and I saw a camel and he was like, just shut up. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, so, but yeah, it's fertile everywhere. And it makes sense because 
um, it's on a peninsula, okay? So yeah. it's surrounded on three sides by the water. And um, there is all sorts of, you know, when you think of Mediterranean, um, you know, olives and, you know, any type of produce that you have over there, everything's locally grown. Um, yeah, you said you picked grapes right yeah, off oh, the vine. Oh, yeah, r- right off the vine. Um, yeah, that and figs and whatever, just kind of walking around. And it's it's kind of odd because they're, they're right there. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so um, but when you think about the, the value of the city of Troy and you think about just that strategic area, which we'll talk about later in the 20th century as well, but the, the, the um you know, the land being so fertile, it produces so much. And back then, think about, you know, um, you know, everything that that needed to feed people of that city and, and the immense trade that it brought from the value of the, the fertility of that land. Yeah. Really cool. And there's some wind turbines right. as well. In the far distance, there are probably 200 wind turbines over there. So uh, that's pretty interesting. And, and one, one of the things, again, I can't you know, overstate how, how advanced Turkey was in comparison to what I thought. I mean, they, the American perception, right. Absolutely. And that, you know, there were wind turbines in a lot of places, um, throughout Turkey. Um, so, so there were huge number of wind turbines, but there's this one area where you kind of go off and you're looking at, at you're standing in a 3000 year old city looking at the 21st century technology yeah you know there's actually wind turbines and there's some um there's a solar field way off in the distance you can see as well yeah turkey is very technologically advanced it, it really is and uh they lead the world in uh like like uh, advancement of, of drones and, and things like that so i, I learned it's that one really over cool yeah very cool and one of the big things you saw kind of brought it all together i think right you <laughs> both, know both literary historically and even entertainment okay so um you know there's so many things when i never want to go to a historical movie with any of my friends because they're like hey is that what happened hey is that what happened and i'm like i'm trying to enjoy the movie knowing good and well that is not what happened but it's but, for entertainment but purposes. it is for entertainment and and here's the thing even if the sto- story is distorted somewhat you know, if it, it encourages just one or two people to delve into the real literature of it, yes. th- then I think it's worth it. But um, the Brad Pitt movie, Troy, that came out um, in the early 2000s, um, you know, it, it was pretty good. It had a lot of, you know, Hollywood A-listers in there, and it was really cool. There was a great fight scene between um, um, Hector and, and Achilles in there. But the actual prop from of the Trojan horse is actually there in Turkey, uh, down in in the um, courtyard of the of the city, and so it was the the movie prop, and so there's I think there's a couple of pictures, uh, or yeah. maybe it's in the video, yeah. Um, but it was really neat, really neat. Yeah. Hey guys, it's your favorite teacher uh, Jeff. I'm here at Chenik Kala, um, Turkey. Earlier today, I was at the Troy National Excavation Site, archaeological site. That was really cool. Behind me, we actually have the uh, prop that was used in the 2004 Brad Pitt movie Troy so this is the actual movie prop that was used it is pretty massive kind of cool to bring it all together like that you know and see it and it just kind of sparks all those images in your mind and you you know you can visualize everything while you're standing there it it really is and and so you know we we have the the movie itself and then yet we have the 
the story and then kind of just putting it all together but just seeing seeing those those scenes you know it's uh it's one of those things that you'll see in, in one of the videos where I'm just like amazed. And so I, I do get giddy even talking about it because it's been one of my absolute favorite things I've ever seen. And something you've wanted to see for a very yeah, long time. Absolutely. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode, guys. Be sure to drop us a comment, like, follow, follow us on social media. Remember, we have a website too, BrokeTeachersTravel.com. Check it out. And remember, break the monotony. Not the bank. Bye, guys. Have a great weekend.